0: Welcome back to the 108610A Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lee Alexander. And I'm Matt Taylor. And we thank you for joining us here today. We're going to start off by following up from last week's episode where we uh, had a couple questions and we wanted to answer them for you. Uh, the first one we received was, I don't know, I thought would be kind of obvious, but I can understand the question. And the question was, did our suspect really have Snakes in his belly. And Matt, what's the answer to that question? No, it was a tumor. It was a tumor in his belly. Right. So that would be a no on the snakes in the belly. That's a shame. That'd been pretty cool. It's, it's something that he said, trying yeah. to throw us off. Right. Yeah. I have snakes.
1: In the question the belly. kind of threw me off.
0: Yeah. Did he have snakes? In snakes his belly? in the belly. No. Okay. All right. Then the other question we got is how did you close the case? If he died before trial, you want to answer that? one? Uh, Go ahead. All right. Well, what happens is, is anytime that a a subject that's been arrested, uh, dies before trial, the state attorney's office reviews all the pertinent evidence and information. And then they issue a document stating that with a a preponderance of the evidence shows that again preponderance. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) That shows that had the subject gone to trial, he would have been convicted. And that's how you close that case. Correct. All right. So now that we have uh, passed those answers or those answers to those questions, we just want to remind everybody, uh, if you do have any questions for anything we talk about or any comments, please send those to the 1086108podcast at yahoo.com. That's 1086 108 podcast at yahoo.com. We appreciate any comments, questions, and we'd be happy to answer anything uh, that you might have. All right, we're going to flow right into some not real happy news, but we're going to cover our line of duty deaths since the last show. And the uh, first case that we have is the passing of Sergeant Donald Scobie of the Stuttgart police department in arkansas that occurred on december 15th he was 45 years of age he was shot during the pursuit of a suspect who was fleeing a traffic stop uh, the suspect was later killed during a standoff the suspect had gone into and basically done a home invasion and taken some hostages and the swat team went in and ended up uh, taking out the suspect uh, sergeant scoby had uh, four years on the job Our next uh, line of duty death involved Deputy Sheriff Oscar Giovanni Boyanes Anavisca, Jr. Um, He was 23 years of age. That happened on December 16th. He worked for the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. Uh, The deputy was struck by a car while he was investigating a robbery. And apparently what happened is a drunk driver... uh, Hit the the deputy and then fled, but was located a mile and a half away from the scene and was arrested. Uh, The deputy had two years on the job. Next was Deputy Sheriff Daniel J. Kinn of the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office in Ohio. He was 34 years of age, Occurred on December 15th. He was transporting a prisoner uh, when the transport van he was operating was struck by a pickup truck. Uh, was struck on the driver's side, resulting in the death of Deputy Kin. Um, Deputy Kin had four years on the job. The next is Senior Corrections Officer Scott Osborne Reiner. This happened on December 13th. He was 59 years of age, uh, working for the Gwinnett County Department of Corrections in Georgia. He was shot in the parking lot of the corrections facility where he worked. Uh, he was attacked. A struggle ensued. And, um, corrections officer Reiner was fatally shot. The subject fled the scene, but was arrested three days later. Uh, corrections officer Reiner had 12 years on the job. Next happened on December 16th to chief Joe Carey of the Brudnock PD in Virginia. He was 66 years of age. And he was hit by a vehicle after he stopped to remove a dead dog from the road. Um, he had previously spent 26 years and retired from the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. He had over 40 years of law enforcement experience. And our last line of duty death is Detective Daniel Newell of the Benton County Sheriff's Office, also in Arkansas. This occurred on December 17th. He was 51 years of age. And he was killed in a motorcycle crash while escorting vehicles that were delivering wreaths to veteran grave sites. Uh, Detective Newell had 24 years on the job. We'd just like everybody to take a moment of silence. All right, thank you very much, and please send out your prayers and positive feelings to these Friends, families, and co-workers of these officers and their sacrifice will not be forgotten. Now, that's always sad to talk about uh, line of duty deaths and the sacrifices made by the officers uh, and their canine counterparts. Uh, So we're going to lighten it up here a little bit and we're going to jump right into you can't make this up. Matt, what do you got for us? Well, this is a personal favorite of mine.
1: Said a 38-year-old male said his home was invaded on September 9th. Uh, he says he was sitting alone at home masturbating and watching pornographic movies. Oh my God. <laughs> but wait, it gets better. <laughs> he says a man came down the stairs into his basement and started filming him. <laughs> I, I can see that it happens often, I'm sure. And in addition to filming him, he was holding a gun. However... This is nuts. Uh, he says that uh, before this intruder left, he fed his dog some mushrooms, and apparently the dog passed <laughs> from mushrooms. I, wow. I got nothing on this one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't know what to say about but wow. <laughs> Why would you? Never mind. Yeah. Uh, no. That whole no thing is a what?
1: <laughs> Here's another favorite. <laughs>
0: No, wait a minute. You mentioned he was holding a gun. Yes. Was the guy filming holding a gun or the guy that was masturbating?
1: The, the, the guy that was masturbating was busy oh. watching pornographic movies. The guy that came into his house oh, was holding a gun. He had the gun. Okay. And apparently. Some, so
0: they both had a weapon in their hand is what you're saying. Well, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but the
1: guy that it came in had some type of recording device and a handgun.
0: Uh, and mushrooms. Oh, go- and mushrooms. Mushrooms. I got you. That must have been in his pocket. I Because he had a gun in one hand and a recording device in the other. Uh, I don't know. It's, I'm just trying to figure this out, you know. And
1: you know what? Let's go ahead and move on. Move to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so this lady reports that her son was attacked by a cat. And the cat
0: would not allow her to take her son to the hospital. Oh my God! That's a big fucking cat. (laughs) Well, the cat was mad about the dog that had been killed, and it was just you know standing up for you know. That's what it is. I
1: don't know. I I got nothing
0: on this. (laughs) We're going to end. Are we on an animal theme today, or what? (laughs) Hang on. Got anything with rabbits? (laughs) No, I don't. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is killing me. (laughs) Um,
1: please respond to a complaint of an infant in the trash at the local Walmart. Not our local Walmart, but a local Walmart. We're not going to give locations. <laughs> As officers investigate, they find it to be a burrito. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I know infants... That's a
0: big burrito.
1: I get it. I know infants can be all, like, weird-looking. <laughs>
0: It's a burrito. I've never seen wow. an infant look like a burrito. But hey.
1: <laughs> okay. i right. I'm gonna leave it at that. We got more next time.
0: Okay. Well that sounds like uh, some people have some issues. So here here's the gist of this.
1: All right, if you're gonna be watching pornography <laughs> masturbating,
0: make sure you lock what? your doors. <laughs> <laughs> And hide, wow. and hide your dogs hide your dogs i'm trying to figure why i had the dog there to begin with okay wow My peanut butter might have been involved. <laughs> i don't know are <clears throat> oh, you killing me oh gosh i'm not judging all right go all right. on okay all right so i think what we're going to talk about now is we're going to start the lead-in to uh, a case that we had, I believe it was in two thousand seven. Okay. Um, and out of respect for the family involved, we're not going to use the actual names of the subjects. We're going to talk about suspect, victim, victim's relatives. You know, right? Mother, sister, whatever. Uh, so. We ask everybody to uh, understand that. Um, that's why we're not using the names. In two th- in this case in 2007, uh, I happened to be the on-call major crimes detective, and I received a phone call of a shooting that had taken place in a subdivision here in our county. Um as normal, I got the basic information. Uh, subject was found shot uh, in a vehicle um, adjacent to a residence. The owner of the residence is the individual that notified police. Uh, so I, as normal, I got ready, responded to the scene. It took me probably, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes to get out there. And upon getting to the scene, I spoke to the deputies. And they explained that um, the homeowner was in running on the treadmill, and his treadmill's right in front of the window. And he was looking out the window, and he saw this vehicle just pull up, stop abruptly. A subject jumped out of the car, uh, ran around, grabbed something out of the back seat, and basically took off running. Right. And so he went out and looked and saw that it appeared that somebody was in the vehicle, but they weren't reacting. And he called the police. Deputies in turn responded. Um, Like I said, they called me I responded out to the scene. Um, After I talked to him, the medical examiner had gotten there. And they had, uh, after initial pictures were taken, they had removed the body from the vehicle. And we had by then identified first that the vehicle was registered to this certain individual. Well, it was uh, his mother. Yeah, to the victim's mother. And um, which initially, you know, gives you some idea. But it wasn't until I was able to observe the person's face and see, actually see the person that I recognized them to be the, the victim I was aware of. <laughs> and the reason was, I know this is kind of strange, but we're trying not to say the names, um, was because you had previously handled a case of attempted murder on the same subject. Yes. Um, and
1: go ahead. Just a, a brief scenario or synopsis of what happened previously. I had met this young man. He was 17 years old. Um, apparently he had a habit of selling drugs. He lived in a well-to-do neighborhood. His mother and father both were doctors. Um, he had gone and sold some drugs to some kids, other kids, and um, they conspired to set him up and kill him. Um Because he was making all the money. Right. Um, In that case, um, a group had pulled up beside him, told him to pull over and wanted to talk. as soon as he pulls over, um, that vehicle takes off. Another vehicle pulls up and they open fire on um, the victim. On the victim. Um, Luckily, luckily he wasn't (laughs) shot at that time, but
0: Um, Now, how was it he wasn't shot? There was something that came into play there, right? Like, he was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, He always had a seat
1: leaned way back. So the round that should have hit him in the head actually hit the A-pillar of the SUV that he was sitting in. Right. And it's also the same SUV that he was located in, deceased, that you responded to. Right.
0: So that's how we knew it. Right. And because I was familiar with Matt having handled that case, of course, immediately came to mind that potentially the suspects involved in the previous incident could have been involved in this case. So I was aware of his in-depth knowledge of the workings of that case. I had him contacted and he responded. You responded to the scene uh, from there. It was
1: at that time I verified that all the individuals in the previous attempted murder case were still incarcerated. Right. They hadn't been bonded out
0: or anything like that. Right. So that eliminated them, at least them personally. Right. Uh, doesn't mean they could have been involved in some sort of retribution or something like that or revenge. But, um, at that point we had eliminated them as the suspect. And, um, so, through a combination of ongoing interviews with family members, friends um, and uh, neighborhood canvas and all that kind of stuff, we developed other people that we could go and talk to
1: right through his sister and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. he had gone to uh meet with this individual and uh possibly sell him
0: drugs right and Out of that, we then proceeded to go speak to that individual.
1: Right. So we get to this uh, doctor's house.
0: This person of interest.
1: um, And their son was the person of interest. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we got there, it was what, like 3 a.m.?
0: Yeah, it was way early in the morning.
1: Right. Uh, We went in. The parents agreed to meet with us, talk with us. We're sitting at the kitchen table. And uh, the person of interest comes walking out of the bedroom, fresh, looked like he had just taken a shower. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we informed him that we were investigating uh, a homicide involving the victim, victim, um, he got all hyper and said, what was it? How did he say it?
0: He said... "Mm -hmm." mom you didn't tell me he was shot right or something like that
1: right and it was at that point we never discussed how uh, the individual had come to be
0: dead yes <laughs> and that's when we immediately looked at each other and we both went ting it was like a clue yes this is a clue and uh, we became very interested in that subject uh, from that point but we we talked to him. He he readily admitted to having uh, no. See, initially he he said he didn't see him, didn't he? No, he he, he said readily met admitted. With him. Yeah, he readily admitted that he met with him, uh, but he not for drugs because his parents were there. Right. He didn't admit that it was for drugs till the second time we spoke to. Him. Correct. So uh, we continued our conversation with him. Um, because at that point, not having a considerable considerable amount of anything, uh, we weren't in a position to press him or push him, uh, and we wanted to keep things uh, on a good note so we could talk to him again at a later date. Right. And uh, we also got his parents agreed. They had said that we they were okay with us talking to him whenever we needed to um and just as a side note to set up the conversations that we have with him at a later date um he was homeschooled and uh well in the sense that he went to a local library
1: well let's let's get back to why he was homeschooled he allegedly yes. <laughs> had gone to school high school mm-hmm. uh, and was Showing people a shotgun, right? So, and once the uh, school resource resource deputy found that out, they took immediate action. He was expelled from school, right. and uh, at that time, he was basically homeschooled to the local library.
0: the The comment that you just made about him trying to sell the shotgun will become key in our later conversation. Right. So. Uh, so that's something for the listeners to remember when we go on further in the case. So at this point where we're sitting is we have a our victim who is deceased. Mm-hmm. We have a potential suspect. Uh, suspect. But we also have additional information regarding a timeline or a sequence of events that we need to... Uh, validate and corroborate in building our case in building our case so that's where we're going to leave you for now we're going to leave it here we're going to leave it here so they got to come back next week to hear the rest of the story oh
1: it's an interesting story i think a lot of people would will be kind of blown away about the events that happened in this case uh about the information that lee and i had, what are you breaking over there lee and i um found out came across it was a. Uh, it kind of blew our minds
0: i think the yeah the way it came to fruition right in the comments made were really eye-opening his or mine no. <laughs> both <laughs> all right all right well we appreciate everybody taking some time out of your day to share it with us we want to Say Merry Christmas to everybody. We hope everybody has a safe and enjoyable Christmas holiday, and we look forward to talking to you again next week.